0: Welcome to the Phantom Zone.
1: In this week's episodes, first is Magnetic, where Lana is attracted to a carny, and Chloe is in too deep with the Luthers. Then, in Shattered, Lex is more than on edge, and Clark has to decide what to do with his friend. This is the Smallville Chronicle. hello and welcome back so this is season three this is our fourth round in season three yes yeah and so we have two episodes one is a whatever filler episode for the most part and the other one is like awesome and basically is deals with most of the rest of the season and also
0: is a take on mental illness
1: yes and they actually like call it back like a ton for seasons going forward um but, so, this first episode... Oh, Magnetic. I didn't even introduce... I'm Luke Gonzalez, and joining me, as always, is Alan Muir. Hello! Oh, and we lost the other robot, which is fine. Screw you, Reverse Greg. Um, so, this first episode is, like, a real whatever. Like, I don't even know, like, how else to describe it. Yeah, it's, it,
0: from, on paper, it, and on screen, it looks, it sounds like a fantasy
1: Yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand how the guy's powers work. Like, it makes no sense. The only thing that's interesting is the stuff that leads into the next episode with Chloe. Yeah. And then the kind of the stuff that has to do with, like, Lana and Clark's relationship in the very beginning at the very end. But the whole middle chunk is just so goofy. Especially
0: the end where Clark just educates a guy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Clark, like, being like, oh, I'm totally not going to kill someone. And he kind of killed himself. He basically just, like, lets people kill themselves.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like that movie um Dell versus Evil with the co- where they keep thinking the college kids are doing like have some su- suicide pact. Oh.
1: <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of like uh, Batman against like I don't have to kill you. I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. But except Clark's a little bit more active in the not saving. He just like punts people into things and they end up like stuff falls on them. It's I don't know. But we'll go through this first one very quick. So Magnetic Basically starts off with Lana and Chloe are doing a girl's day at a fair and then there's a dude in their class, I guess. This is the biggest thing that annoys me in these first couple seasons is like introducing high school characters we've never seen before as if like we know them. Yeah. So this kid Seth is running a like the milk jug game, I guess, where like you throw the ball and you have to milk, knock down all the like milk jugs off of the table. And basically, obviously, Lana Whip said it. He decides to give her a prize anyway. And there's, like, a big dude next to her who's like, hey, why did she get a prize? And the guy's just like, uh, and runs away. Like, completely, like, it doesn't even make sense why he runs away. He literally just, like, bitches out and, like, hops over his stand and then runs away. And then gets, like, stuck in the crowd. And the guy grabs a... No, no, he,
0: um, he he throws something at the
1: guy. And the guy gets... Does he throw like the ball or like the one those milk jugs at him?
0: I want. I think so. So he gets. So they, He starts hauling ass and to get away from the guy who's going to kick his ass. He's. He gets stuck in the crowd because there's a band playing, and he gets smashed in the head with a snow globe.
1: Yes, which Except we saw.
0: <laughs> which instead of instead of snow, it's meteor rock fragments. Yeah.
1: Which they like instead of it being like a Winter Wonderland, like oh, it's like it's a Smallville meteor shower globe.
0: Okay, I found the character who attacks him, and it's just a trucker.
1: That's all they do not even give
0: him a name. He's just trucker. Oh god. So so <laughs> Smallville giving bad name, giving truckers bad. Uh... <laughs>
1: yeah, this is definitely a bad a Smallville bad
0: name. episode. This feels like a season one episode.
1: Oh yeah, this has all the hallmarks of what everybody complains that Smallville was. It's an episode all about relationships, wonky powers, bad special effects. Like, it's all of those things in one episode. And it doesn't, and for the most part, the Ace story is completely never mentioned or brought up again. But basically, Seth gets taken to the hospital. They go to give him an MRI. The machine shorts out and electrocutes the technician as he's trying to pull him out. And then they end up turning it off and... Um, Lana comes in and rushes to his side and when he touches her, there's little tiny green sparks and then now Lana is I wouldn't say necessarily like in love it's more like she kind of does whatever he wants. Like it's more like um, as it says here on the
0: as it says here on the Smallville wiki uh, there are tiny green sparks and Lana suddenly finds Seth attractive so, and the reason that is is because when after he gets before he before Seth like go eg, like exit or goes What's, what's, what's the term?
1: Uh, the MRI. He basically, The the snow globe left little meteor fragments in his, like, scalp. And yeah, which the Electricity then... of the MRI, because MRIs are magnet. It's, like, magnet something imaging. Like, I don't remember what the R stands for, but he gets, like, weird... Magnetic rendered imaging? Yeah, but it's, like... Yes, that's what it stands for. But he gets, like, electromagnetic powers, because he has, like, electric powers, too. Because he can, like, absorb electricity and also have magnetism. And I guess they're playing off the, like... They, like, half-ass explain it later on, but, like, he's, like, stimulating her brain with his electrical magnetism. Yeah,
0: this feels like a, like a, like a story from, like, 50s.
1: Yeah, it is not great. So, we cut to the next day, and basically, immediately, Seth realizes he has powers. (sighs) And, because he, like, does stuff with his locker. and Like, no, when he's in his hospital bed, he, like, he pulls, like, the lunch tray to him like the food tray, and then he starts pulling stuff, and then he's opening his locker and stuff in school. And then um, Seth asks Lana to date, and then, you know, he touches. Yeah, and his, Clark, you
0: know. Clark is just sitting there waiting for him to get shut down. And then and he has just, just the expression that happens the Tom Walling does.
1: Oh, yeah. it's He's good in this episode for what he's given, but, like, yeah, you're right, because Lana's like, yeah, whatever, and then he touches him, and she completely does, like, a one. I would say, like, the acting isn't terrible, but the writing is just yeah, the like writing. so bad. Um, but Clark is like, I can't believe she's just dead in front of me. And then Clark kind of tells his parents. He's a little jealous. Then we cut to the actual, the little bit that's interesting in the story, which is um, Officer Mason, who is investigating Lionel's the murder of Lionel's parents. And then he informs Lex that like the thing that he took out that Chloe is also looking into.
0: Okay, I'm looking into the writer of this episode which was Holly Harold. She actually wrote one of my favorite uh, episodes from, oh, season, really? from season, I want to say five. Yeah, Lexmas.
1: Oh, that is a good episode. That's like there. it's a wonderful life episode.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of, there's a little bit of, of a Batman vibe.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, like, especially the Batman the animated show, because they do it in that weird, kind of like, sepia tone.
0: Yeah. God, the... The parallel stories where it has where it's just nothing to do with what's going on in the season, just so great. Mm -hmm. Except for this episode,
1: yeah. So basically, Lex goes and talks to Chloe, and she's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And then uh, Lex is basically like, "You have no idea what you're dealing with," and kind of leaves her, and basically says like, "You know, I'm the only help you can have," and so. Clark goes to the town to tell Lana the truth, and she says, like, oh, she's not attracted to Seth, and she was kind of doing it to make him jealous, until Seth shows up and touches her, and she completely changes her mind, and Clark follows them, and hears Lana laughing, he thinks she's screaming, and pulls, oh, they, like, they go on their date to the carnival, and Lana and Seth are, like, happy, he, Clark shows up, kind of Kind of stalking them, which basically, yeah, like, he stops them. Lana's basically like, "You are stalking." And She's like, like, "Are
0: you stalking me?"
1: Yeah, which he is. Like, there's no other way to describe it. I guess like he's like, "Oh, I think this guy's a creep," but then like, there's better ways to do stuff because like at this point, Seth hasn't done anything bad like at all. He's just he Clark doesn't necessarily know. He knows something is off, but he doesn't know that like even Seth doesn't necessarily know what he is doing to Lana. It's more like um.
0: Later on in the episode, he knows what he's doing.
1: Oh, he definitely knows what he's doing. But, like, at this point, he does not. So, the next day at school, Clark approaches Seth. And tells he says, like, I think you're controlling Lana. And warns him to stay away from her. Seth doesn't really care. And then, Uh,
0: for some some reason, he just closes all lockers to show how big of a man he is.
1: Yeah. So, Clark gets Chloe to look into the medical records to see how it's doing it. This is where we kind of get the, like, half-assed, like, explanation of stuff. And then when they are in the hospital, this is Chloe covers by, like, kissing Clark to cover up and says that they were candy-striping. Which just becomes, like, definitely, like, a thing for a while where, like, Chloe kind of reveals that she, like, for, like, oh, many seasons is basically like, yeah, I am still kind of, like, in love with Clark. Because yeah, she kisses they, him. Like,
0: they, they even bring it up in the in uh, the 200th episode when Clark and Lois go back to Smallville.
1: Yeah. Because um, she... It gets brought up when... Uh, the Zod stuff happens, and then was that season four? No, season five, I think, right?
0: Well, it depends. There are two Zod stuff. The first Zod thing, the Lex Zod. Oh, yeah, that's season Black, that's... Thursday.
1: Yeah, because when Clark is going to leave, she, like, completely kisses Clark. and then That during...
0: is the beginning of season five, or the end of season four, beginning of season five. Yeah,
1: and then in during the wedding thing, Clark, uh, the Lana Lex wedding, Clark brings it up again. He's basically like, yeah, I've been keeping Chloe in my back pocket in case stuff with Lana doesn't work out. Like, when she's with Jimmy. So... Just trying to like run through this episode. Um, Lana's in the barn with Clark, and he that Seth told Lana that Clark said to stay away from her. Clark tries to convince her that he's dangerous. She makes it clear she can date whoever she wants. Blah blah blah. And then she decide when they go back to um, the Talon. Lana decides she wants to leave. Or so Seth convinces Lana to leave Swamble forever. She takes all the money out of the register, and then Seth pulls up in a yellow Mustang. That he stole. That he stole. They're driving away. This is actually my favorite part of the episode when Clark's actually (laughs) using his powers in a smart way. Yeah. So he heat visions the road so that the car gets stuck. And then (laughs) Seth, like, that it clings to, like, a passing by truck and just leaves. He says,
0: I'll come back for you.
1: (laughs) It's so bad. But I actually like the idea of Clark using his, like, powers in, like, a more intelligent way. I was like, oh, that's actually a cool idea. He never uses it again in the entire show, as far as I know. He just uses his heat vision to, like, blast people or, like, melt objects.
0: Let me get to some interesting stuff with Chloe and Mason.
1: Yeah, so this is cool. So, like, yeah, Chloe goes to the torch. It's been ransacked. Officer Mason is there. And then basically is like, what are you going to do? Call the cops and, like, what do you have in here? And then he just, like, takes her, which is the first time I noticed that they switched out the computers because they used to be Max, even when Lionel gave them stuff. And now it was Alienware.
0: Yeah. I love love how nonchalantly he just says, can I help you? No. And just takes the computer and just walks out.
1: Yeah. Which actually, that computer comes back to play in several episodes from now. I think like four episodes? Yeah, like four or five episodes, that computer comes back into play, which I actually love as a callback. So... And then after this, um, Lana goes to, I mean, Chloe goes to Lex. It's like, what the hell? And then he's like, oh, let me show you something. And brings to the Metropolis morgue where Mason is dead of natural causes. And Lex is like, yeah, um, I I can protect you. And then she's like, yeah, how did that work out for him? And then they basically leave.
0: Yeah, the line was Mason knew the risks he was taking and you don't.
1: So let me help you. And then we get back into the dumb dumb A story. So Clark yep. visits Lana in jail. She's basically, Oh, I believe you now. And then Clark leaves to go, um, I guess get help or find Seth. In which case, Seth shows up, um, uh, breaks her out of the jail. And then basically Lana is like, Yeah, I lied to him and told him that you're meeting in Granville, so he's not even here. And then Seth takes the guard's gun. Clark goes home and is like, I can't believe Lana lied to me. Um Pete shows up because he has been this entire episode. and He's like, hey, guess what? They are on the run. And Clark pulls out a compass, which, which is, again,
0: smart thing to do.
1: Yeah. To, like, find out where they are. Obviously, they're back in the carnival because we only are allowed, like, five set pieces per episode at most. And basically figures out where they are. They go into, like, the haunted house. And Lana gets, like, taken out somehow. I don't remember what happened.
0: Uh, Clark is, or he's uh, Seth is going to execute Clark. And he tells Lana to go outside, and he'll be right out. Oh, yes. So she leaves. He ends up shooting Clark, but the bullets just fall, bounce off.
1: Yeah, they do nothing.
0: And Seth throws a co- co- a car, one of the coaster cars at Clark, and Clark is stuck against the wall. Like, he's, it sort of wedges him in the wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, now I remember the, see, so, yeah, he wedges him to the wall, and Clark makes a an impromptu electromagnet which uh, that is not how things work yeah like what he does and he just basically puts a wire to the car that's like electrocuting him and then it attracts seth to it and then seth gets electrocuted and he and, goes
0: into a fucking coma
1: yeah it's the easiest way to get rid of anybody in this show so lana gets community service for her crimes and i can't wear it oh she's working in the hospital when lex is like oh you know asks uh, lex for her job back and he agrees saying he yeah. did much worse things at her age. And this is, I, I think this is all like the kind of little hints of where they're hinting at Lana and Lex. Yeah. Like Lex has healing for her. It's like starting uh, in here, like season three, it's kind of where it's beginning. And then Chloe goes to the mansion to accept Lex's offer. She reveals her deal to Lionel, but without, um, spying, but not including the stuff about spying on Clark. Um, but she says she was investigating Lionel to blackmail him. And then she reveals that Lionel and Morgan Edge were childhood friends. And the final thing is, Lana well, goes to Clark in the barn and is like, "Hey, uh, I know all the stuff for Seth suck, but he was actually honest with me, and that's the kind of relationship I want." End of the episode. So yeah,
0: and she also said in a, in a previous episode, I I forgot which I forgot which one. It was a meteor, uh, media freak episode that she'd be she would be she'd have no problems if Clark had powers like meteor rock related powers
1: oh she says it all the time but somehow clark well clark does eventually tell her but then doesn't tell her and it makes no sense like his his reasoning for not telling her or chloe or anybody chloe's at least makes more sense but like his reasoning for not telling lana makes like no sense And basically, I think it's during, like, the wedding thing where Chloe basically says the reason, which is, like, the only reason you're not telling her is because for all the stuff that you're, like, invulnerable to, it's you're afraid that, like, she'll break your heart. And, like, you can't take that chance, which is basically the only reason he doesn't tell Lana, is that he's afraid that she won't, like, reciprocate or continue to love him. All right. But that, like, episode was pretty bad. Um, I definitely give that, like, a D. I think it is, like, one of the worst episodes in the show. Especially because it's like super boring, and the only person who's like a bad actor in it is the kid that plays Seth.
0: Yeah, and uh, Kevin Zegers, who would later like would go on to be in such films as Dawn of the Dead. He would reappear on television on Fear the Walking Dead.
1: Oh yeah, he's in Dirty John, which is like a big show right now. No, like, not that he's a bad actor. I just, like, he is just not good in this episode. But again, I think it's more of, like, the writing. The LVP is the writer. Like, the writing is so bad in that episode. I think it is 100% like a season filler. So why don't we move on to an actual awesome episode? Like, possibly one of the, like, best episodes, especially the first half of the series. Um, if not the series as a whole, which is Shattered. Yes. So this is basically the return and final time we see Morgan Edge. Although this time, as the episode starts, not played by Rucker Hauer. By so someone to- else, because
0: he had a face transplant.
1: Um, was it trans? I think he just has like his face like... Or plastic like-
0: surgery. Yeah. It kind Heavy of dude, plastic like- surgery.
1: Uh, yeah. But he still has scars and stuff, which I like that they're like, oh, it's like, this is the best we could do. And he still has like all these scars. And I love this idea. He has a rosary of kryptonite beads. I wouldn't say it was a rosary because they're bigger than that. It's more like kind of like Buddhist beads kind of thing. Cause they're pretty big. They're like kind of like bouncy ball size. Yeah. So he has them, he has them, Lex shows up and is basically like, I want to record everything about you. Yeah. He Uh, says he
0: knows that he, what he did, what him and Lionel did. And he wants him to
1: confess everything.
0: Yeah. So he doesn't go to jail too.
1: So they actually do an interesting thing. So it cuts from like here and kind of pulls out and Lex is actually just watching the tape. His security guard Darius, who I think has been in several episodes, like he was definitely been on the show.
0: Yeah, he was in kinetic uh, visitor and this episode.
1: Yeah, which I kind of like the idea that like, oh, this is like a guy that we've seen. So Lex puts the tape away into the not so secret safe in like the bookshelf. Um, Darius says his father called again. Lex avoids the call, and an assassin comes in through the window like straight ninja style, kills Darius, and then has a struggle with Lex and then jumps out a window or Lex jumps out of the window and badly messes up his ankle. Lex goes to the farm, finds Clark. Clark offers to go to the mansion to check for evidence. And then, but when Clark gets there, everything is fine, except that there is a different guard there, but he finds with his x-ray vision, a shot of glass behind some furniture. And then Clark goes to the farm. He tells Lex. Then he goes to Chloe, and then Chloe admits to finding a connection between Lionel and Edge, but has no idea how Lex developed that theory that they killed Lionel's parents, obviously lying because she told them in the last episode. Um,
0: and then we get, then Lionel makes his triumphant return.
1: Yeah, so Clark and Chloe go to the farm where Lionel's with Mar- Jonathan and Martha, and he's basically like, yeah, um, they need help finding Lex because he's had a complete mental breakdown based on his experiences on the island, and is so basically- like,
0: nah, he's cool. They go back, ah, oh, shit.
1: Yeah Lex is holding a blanket and saying that like his father woke up his baby brother Julian, yeah, which this also plays in further the whole, which I think this is like the second time we've heard him talk about Julian. I think they yeah. brought it up when the, the episode where they, there's a possibility when that woman shows up that him and Clark are siblings. Yeah, um, but Clark talks about Lex's behavior with the parents They're, with his parents. They both think that they need to get him help. But then Clark is like, I'm going to go find Edge, not prove he's not crazy. And then he goes to the web, <laughs> the warehouse and it's basically like a... sewing like, factory. Oh, it was like a sweatshop level sewing factory.
0: Well, I didn't want to say that because that's...
1: Yeah, but that's basically what they're implying. Yeah. Well, um, Lex, uh, I guess he goes with Lex um, and Lex threatens them and then Clark gets him out of there. And then Clark and Lex go to the mansion and they find Darius. And then the doctor, Foster, shows back up. And Lex grabs a gun and like runs away, saying that he might be crazy, but he also thinks that his father drugged him. And this goes all the way back to the stuff with Perry, like that him having this weird erratic behavior. Yeah. So Lana meets Clark at the uh, Lex at the stables, and she says that she'll stay with Lex until as, as Clark goes to meet Chloe, and then he gives the medicine to Chloe to Chloe that Doctor Frost had tried to give to Lex. And then he's gonna go check out the security base. He's gonna go talk to Darius. Chloe tells Clark that um Lex has had psychiatric problems in the past, uh, once in boarding school after his brother died, and that his headmaster found Lex in the bed uh bell tower singing lullabies to a blanket, which is exactly what they uh what Clark saw before.
0: Well, and this uh, this happens again in a, a, like a few seasons from now.
1: Yeah, because we have there's like six different people that play like young Lex. Well, maybe not six, but there's at least like four because there's the kid that plays him in the first one when he's what like seven?
0: Oh man, that that shit messed me up. Yeah. When he's at he's at the birthday party and oh he by the way, cro- uh. yeah,
1: because there's that kid plays him in like several scenes because he plays him there and then when we get the uh he plays him in for that scene he plays him when he finds his like that whole season he plays like I would say like thirteen year old Lex. Like, around there. And then they have another kid playing him. The one that ends up playing Superboy. To play, like... Him when 16,
0: he was in boarding like, school.
1: Yeah, when he's, like, 16 or 17. Yeah. Which is funny, because I think that the middle one is actually kind of bigger than the older one. But I did like that they reused the actor to play uh, Superboy later on.
0: Yeah, I mean, who better?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, at this point, Lana gives Lex some food. And then, basically, Lex freaks out, saying Lana's trying to drug him. He throws her into a horse stall, and then the horse oh, basically... Oh,
0: God, this scene brutal. ...wrecks the shit out of her
1: and breaking her, leg, her...
0: Her leg is destroyed. Yeah,
1: and she basically nearly dies. Clark takes her to the hospital. Lex steals a truck with a rifle in the back and runs out into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually think Rosenbaum does an amazing job of playing, like, completely crazy. Like, I wouldn't say he's playing, like, schizophrenic, but I think that's kind of what they're going for, where he's, like... He's not hearing voices. He's just, like, hyper paranoid. Like, he's paranoid at, like, a... Well, an insane level. But, like, he thinks everyone is against... Except for Clark. Until, like, the very, very end. He thinks everyone is against him. Which is an interesting idea into his psyche. that the only person he thinks isn't against him is Clark.
0: But that changes.
1: Yes. Um, and then, basically, Clark's at the hospital. Lionel's basically like, yeah, this is all your fault, Clark. Because none of this would have happened if you would have not been, like, feeding into Lex's delusions. And Clark basically tells Chloe, like, yeah. And then she also tells him that the medicine was just, like, regular medicine. But she says, like, he could have been drugged by somebody else. Like, it's not out of the realm. Because she's basically like, yeah, Lionel definitely knew that Lex was into this stuff. Yeah. And then Clark goes and, like, beats the shit out of Darius, who then finally admits that they drug Lex's scotch. And then he gets, like, the info to figure out where the hell he went. Um... I guess at the same time, Lex breaks into Lionel's office at Luther Corp, confronts him, and Lionel basically is like, yeah, uh, we did all this stuff, but like it wasn't me, it was Morgan Edge. And Lex begins to hallucinate about his brother Julian. Lionel's like, I don't blame you for Julian's death. And then Lex forces Lionel to give him the location. So this is Lex and Clark both get to where Edge is. Uh, and Edge basically reveals to Lex because he gets there first that... It was his, like, he wanted to kill Lex, but it was his father's idea to, like, make him seem crazy. And then Clark shows up, he keeps Lex from shooting Edge, but then, because of the Kryptonian bead, or Kryptonite beads, Edge is like, oh, Edge Legend is like, haha, I knew you'd show back up around sometime, Cal. Yeah, and, and Lex is this, like,
0: what's he talking about?
1: He's like, oh, you're working for them, too.
0: Yeah, he ends up beating the shit out of Clark.
1: Oh, he, like, be- like beating shit, like, he beats the shit out of Clark.
0: Like, he beats him buddy
1: and then basically like um lex kind of like does he shoot uh edge now he kind of stops edge from beating the shit out of him and then edge runs away and then lex is kind of confused but chases after him and then edge is in a car
0: and we get the best scene in the episode yeah or one lex- of the best scenes
1: Yeah, so Lex is just staying there and just unloads his entire gun into the driver's seat killing edge, but the car doesn't stop and Lex doesn't move. So Clark super speeds, shoves him out of the way instead of picking him up and like running away with him. And then Clark just eats the car. And then Lex is just like, what? And then Clark's like, oh yeah. And Lex is just like, oh, you got to get me out of here. You know everything. And then the cars show up and Lex turns around and Clark is gone. And basically, the doctor fostered them, grab Lex and drug him, and he's yelling for Clark. And he's like, He's there. I saw him. The car was going like 60 miles an hour, and he took it head on. And they're like, There was nobody here. Like, none of this stuff happened. And then we have Lana waking up, and she asks about Lex, and they're like, Oh, they took him to, I don't know if they sell bait. They say, They say Bell Ree, which it should be Bell Rev, yet, yeah, but they basically say that he's locked up. And then she admits that, like, Clark was right, and that being around him is dangerous. And that she wants to stay away from him, which leads into a bunch of the rest of the stuff that happens in the season, which has a side story with Lana that isn't terrible, terrible, especially compared to what she has to endure later on. It's still pretty yeah. dumb with the Adam stuff.
0: Oh, God.
1: I don't mind it as much. It gets way. The, the next one is way worse. But, like, it's still not great. It basically goes into the record of everybody that Lana dates that's not Clark is a terrible human being. Well, Whitney, except for Whitney. I guess maybe post-dating Clark. Yeah. Um, and then we get the amazing scene, like the closeout scene, which is Lionel with Dr. Foster, where they basically like, you know, your thing better work. He better not remember anything in his short-term memory. And then Lionel walks up to a, like, one-way mirror. And, and then Hurt he
0: starts playing Johnny Cash.
1: Uh, which is an awesome song. And Lex is straight-jacketed in a, like... Uh, padded cell. Padded cell with green lights. And looks completely like sweaty and deranged, stands up and then looks at the, the mirror. So that like, we get the shot where they're like face to face. And, and then, Lionel
0: you can see what looks like tears in Lionel's eyes.
1: Yeah, because he's like he's the one that's doing this, to Lex, but he also doesn't want to do this. Yeah. And then like it's
0: a good it's one of John Glover's good best scenes on the show.
1: Yeah. And basically like Lex kind of wanders back away into the room.
0: Yeah. Which well, they
1: completely revisit the shot later in another season. But reversed. Yeah. But that say, ending shot is fantastic.
0: Honor, not an honorable mention of John Glover's best scenes. Season 10 when he's kicking ca- Clark's ass.
1: Oh, when does he click? Uh,
0: it's it's the Earth 2 Lionel.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet.
0: Which I just find that funny how uh, Flash sort of took that, from, uh, took that from Smallville, how Earth 2 is always the bad Earth.
1: Yeah, which is funny because in comics it's always Earth 3. Yeah, because Earth Two is usually um,
0: J- this is a JSA
1: or JS, uh, JS. Yeah, the the like golden age. Oh man, I do not remember what. I guess one of the actors in this ends up coming back as Gordon Godfrey, which I don't remember. Um, but yeah, this is like
0: uh, this a sec- random security guard
1: yeah so I this is a amazing episode, and it sets up like again we said the it sets up basically the entire rest of the season and into next season, I believe too with Lex, so the rest of the season when we get lex it's him in the sanitarium and all that stuff and all the setup for that, and then what the fallout of him in Belle Reeve the entire thing that Belle Reeve is even around because Belle Reeve is around for like a while um yeah
0: and next and in the next episode we get a team up of. Former or people that Clark put away.
1: Yep. Which is the return of JTT, uh, Iceman. Trying to think who else is in it. It's, oh, and the kid from this season. uh, Uh, Third episode. The one that's not a meteor freak. That's like a. The one who hunts meteor freaks. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then the second episode we'll have is Whisper, which is when Clark goes blind. And then you get the reveal of the super hearing. And I was trying to figure out in that second episode, if that character is like a comic character, the one with the weird voice thing, because he has like a weird thing. I don't know. We'll get to it next week. But that is also an awesome episode and starts the kind of departure of Pete Ross from the show. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. It is definitely like what's setting up the like inevitable departure of Pete. Um, but yeah, these episodes were awesome. I give or this episode. I definitely give this second one an A+. plus. Or at least a solid A. Um, and I, there's like no bad acting in it. Like I don't think anybody does a bad job. I think everybody does a great job. But that final shot is like the whole episode. And I actually think I, think I give it like Rosenbaum as the MVP because he plays crazy in like a like I'm crazy. I think I might be crazy, but I'm pretty sure I'm not like in a not campy way. And then the way he plays that like silent scene at the end is great. And the makeup, like, making him look, like, completely deranged it looks awesome. Like, it's not overdone. But, yeah, I I love the second episode. Uh, did you have any final thoughts on this or either episode?
0: While the first episode wasn't that great, this just knocked it... They knocked it out of the park.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think that just about does it for this episode. So basically you can catch me and Alan on Legion of Tune as part of Los Haro in search for Legion of Tunes on all your podcast things. Um, the most recent episode we did where we watched Prince of Egypt. And then every Thursday, that's also part of the fandom zone. We have and now comics where we talk about like current comics and everything. And in the last episode, we also did like a Mount Rushmore of each of our favorite sidekicks. But you went, like, super new school on all your picks, for the most part.
0: Yeah, because I, I'd only read about, I like, I'd only read certain characters, like, the big one, like, the main ones, Dick Grayson.
1: Oh, yeah, Dick Grayson hasn't been Robin for, like, 40, 40 years at this point. But, um, yeah, and then you also have your other podcast, which is Los Horror Games, which has been killing it. And that comes out, like, Sundays or Mondays?
0: It uh, comes out every... Depending on when we record, it's either every uh, Sunday between Sunday and Monday.
1: All right, and you guys talked about like the new Pokemon stuff, I think, in the last episode, right?
0: Yeah, and I don't know how, but since we were recording that episode, I've been playing every Pokemon game I could possibly get my hands on.
1: That is a lot of them. There's like 500.
0: Yeah, I I, I even committed to, to buying a Nintendo DS so I could play the ones for those.
1: I oh, Well that shouldn't be too much to buy like an old school DS.
0: You know yeah, I actually found a good deal on eBay it was only, for a DS Lite. it was only thirty nine nine nine.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, that kind of wraps us up, so we will catch you on the next episode. I'm Lou Gonzalez.
0: Know, I'm Alan Mirror. And this podcast stands for Truth, Justice and the American Way.